Well, God bless you and keep you. It is certainly good to be uh, with you one more time um, to uh, bless you and, and give you a word of the Lord. Give you some prayer, give, perhaps maybe give you some direction, some encouragement uh, to go about your day and to go about um, more and more in this life. Listen, let's go into prayer right now. Father, we thank you right now for your word. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Father God, because we know, Father God, in you is eternal security. In you, Father God, is eternal salvation. Father God, for we know, Father God, you have saved us to forever through the other most, Father God. We thank you right now, Father God, because we understand that your supply is not limited. Your power is not limited. Your grace and your mercy is not limited. We thank you right now, Father God, for the, the blessings of men are limited. The, the mercy of man is limited. But we thank you right now that you have given us divine mercy, divine grace. You saved us, Father God, forever. You didn't save us for two weeks. You didn't save us for two years. You, not, you didn't run out of promises. You didn't run out of, Father God, of money. You don't run out of time. Father God, we thank you right now, Father God, for you have eternally, securely blessed us. And so we thank you right now for all that you've done and what you're still doing. You're doing it even now. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you. I hope you pray with me that prayer, knowing that God is able to make you stand. And I want to, I got a word of the Lord for you in the book of Judges, chapter 15. If you have a Bible, could you go with me real quick to Judges of chapter 15, around verse 14. Listen, God is going to bless you in ways you have not even thought of yet. I think oftentimes the problem is when we start looking at everybody else's situation, and want everybody's situation to be like ours. Or we we thinking God is going to move for us in ways that he moved for somebody else. Now, God is going to bless you just like he blessed that sister over there, that brother over there. But it may not be the same particular way. Even though you may be having the same type problem they were having. Listen, you may be you may be struggling with something in your life and God used that other person. And, and God blessed the other person. And God delivered them through, hallelujah, a friend. He may have delivered somebody else through a pastor. He may have delivered somebody else through, um, glory to God, a grant. He may deliver from a, 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 somebody else by getting a loan or a, somebody else may have just got, got healed and, and delivered by somebody laying hands on. But your situation, even though you may be going through the same thing and the same struggles, may not happen that, that way your deliverance may come from an enemy. Your deliverance may come from, from, from an ex-wife. It may come from a, a best friend. Or it may come from someone that you had lost contact with and you haven't seen them in a long time. They haven't seen you in a long time. Your friendship with that person probably ended a long time ago. And glory to God, not saying that it ended on bad terms. Not saying that it ended um, in a fight or, or, or a divorce or, or something of that sort. It may come from someone, someone you used to see way back in the day. It may come from someone, glory to God, hallelujah, that you never thought you would see again in your life. It may come from you getting in an email. It, your deliverance may be in your email. It may be on your friend's request list. It may be um, someone that you're not even friends with, but somebody that you know or associated with and, and attended church with, and God may choose to deliver you through that person. So you just can't Go off what how everybody else has gotten delivered, because oftentimes God may deliver you through other means. 
And that's why it's so, dang, so dangerous now to compare yourself with other men and other women. It's so dangerous now to compare your ministry with other men's ministries. It's dangerous to compare yourself and, and how well this brother did it that way. So maybe God's going to bless me. You may not get blessed that way in the same way they got blessed. And then you start thinking, well, I'm not good enough. Perhaps I'm not praying enough. Perhaps I don't, I'm not giving enough. And perhaps I'm going through all this mess that I'm going through right now. Simply because I'm not, um, glory to God, um, a giver like they are or a prayer like they are or a fasting like they are. Listen, you can't go off everybody else's situation. Hallelujah. God is going to bless you. And he may bless you in a way that he didn't bless somebody else. Hallelujah. So stop looking at other folks' lives, comparing yourself with their lives. Stop looking at that other woman's husband, saying, well, she got her husband this way, so I need to do what she did. Stop looking at other men's wives, saying, well, he got his wife this way, or he got his job this way, or he got a career this way. Perhaps I should do this now. Perhaps you just should just seek the Lord. Because eyes are not seen. Ears are not heard, and neither has it into your heart the things that God has prepared for them that love him, but he has revealed them according to his spirit. Start praying and fasting and seeking the Lord for yourself. Hallelujah. There was a man in the Bible um, by the name of Samson. This man was a very unique man. He was one of the judges uh, in the book of Judges. Hallelujah. And that's why I want you to go to Judges chapter 15, around verse 14. Samson was a man, and there were many judges in the Bible. But Samson was a man who was very unique in, uh, than the other judges. Samson was a man that all the other judges, perhaps they needed an army behind them to defeat the enemy. But Samson was a man that had a unique anointing on his life to where he didn't need an army. Nope, he didn't need a, a whole army. He didn't need a whole bunch of horses and chariots. He didn't need, glory to God, a whole bunch of spears and shields and swords. He didn't need 50,000 men or 100,000 men to defeat the enemy. But Samson was a man, his anointing was so strong, he was so unique that Samson could defeat men by, with his bare hands by himself. That's how much power God had put in this one man. His ministry was not like the ministry of other judges. He was not, it was not like the ministry of glory to God, of glory to God, of David. His ministry was not like the ministry, glory to God, of Abraham. He was not like um, Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah. It was not like King Jehoshaphat or his ministry was not like King um, Hezekiah. His ministry was not like Gideon, glory to God. His ministry was not like any other man. For he didn't need help. <laughs> he didn't need help to fight the enemy. He didn't need a, a prayer partner. He didn't need a pal. He didn't need a, a bishop. He didn't need a deacon. He didn't need, glory to God, 10,000 angels to come down and help him. He didn't need none of that stuff. The only thing he needed was to call on his God. And God would anoint him with so much power that it didn't matter how many men came up against Samson. Even though Samson was by himself, he can defeat all men by himself. Now, he had some issues. His issues was with the ladies. And, and, and isn't it funny how you can be so gifted and so talented and so anointed, and yet your downfall can be where you lay your head at at night. You can be so gifted and so talented and so anointed, and yet his downfall was only because he loved the ladies. <laughs> How many times you might have 
know, do you know somebody like that? That they they're talented. They 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 could be the CEO of a company. Um, glory to God. They can be a scientist. They can be a judge. They can be a lawyer. Glory to God. They can do all kind of great things. They can be an activist. Um, glory to God. They can be all these things, but yet their downfall is the ladies. But Samson was a man, glory to God, that even though he had faults, he had a unique anointing. There's some of you right now who have a unique anointing, and your only downfall is whom you're texting at night. Samson was this type man, glory to God. But in John, I mean, excuse me, in Judges chapter 15, around verse 14, I want you to see the unique power this man had. Let me let me read you some scriptures about Samson real quick. Around um, this is Judges chapter 15, around verse number 14. It says this. And when he came into Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. Look what happened here. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. Watch this now. Even though he might have had some issues, yet the Spirit of God was still with him. Some of you right now thinking God ain't with you because of your issues. But when you're weak, then are you made strong. Sometimes God anointing, I believe, rests on those who need him the most. In their personal and private life, I feel the Holy Spirit of God. But watch this. Watch what the Bible says. I ain't going to go too far with that because I want to show you how God delivered this man. The Bible says that the Philistines, not just one Philistine now, but the Philistines, the enemy, a whole lot of folk, shouted against Samson. And watch what happened. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And the cords that were upon his arms became flax, and that was burnt with fire, and his bands loose from off his hands. Here's Samson now. He is bound. He is chained. He got all kind of, he is bound. He actually has been captured or allowed himself to be captured. And he's in the presence of the, his enemies. And he has, he is bound. He is chained. He is in custody. And when the, when the spirit of the Lord came upon Samson, the chains that were holding him burnt off his hands, they burnt off his feet, and he was no longer bound. You've been bound right now by depression. You may be bound right now by fear, doubt, and unbelief. You're bound right now by loneliness. You're bound right now by restlessness. You're bound right now by self-judgment. You don't judge yourself. And also people in the world have judged you, and in the church don't judge you. That's three things that don't judge you right now. Your past just has you bound. Your present situation got you bound. But I guarantee you when the spirit of the Lord comes upon your heart, the things that have had you bound and chained shall be burnt and loose. The uh, very anointing of God, I command right now to come over your life and the things that have had you bound right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth shall burn off. The spirit of the Lord shall come upon you and you shall be delivered and set free. Hallelujah. I don't want you to be depressed no more about Something that you always been depressed with. I don't want you to be uh, down no more about the thing that always got you down. I don't want you to be bound no more about this one and that one. Uh, maybe that ex or this ex or that problem or that bill or this person or this going on. But right now in the Ikadiyadashi, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be healed, delivered, and set free by the Spirit of the Lord. 
that's why we get the Holy Ghost. We don't get the Holy Ghost just to shout and to dance and to speak in tongues and to run the aisles and set folks in faces with ties. But we get the anointing of God that the things that has, has us bound in our lives shall be burnt off and disappear and we shall come against the enemy just like he came against us. Watch what happened with Samson. Now, the Bible says this, and he loose from off his hands. And watch this. Now, watch verse 15. Judges chapter 15 and verse 15. Watch what happened. And he found a new jawbone of an ass. Do you know what the jawbone of an ass is? We're talking about the jawbone of a donkey. But the Bible called it an ass. So I'm going to call it an ass. <laughs> Samson now. It's getting ready to be delivered with the jawbone of an ass. He's getting ready to get delivered now, not by angels, not by preachers and bishops, not by hymns, not by songs, not by dance, not by nice suits, not by pews, not by choir, not by praise and worship teams, not... Not by somebody laying hands on him. Not no. Samson is getting to get delivered. Not by an army. Not by swords. Not by shields. But Samson's getting ready to get delivered by something very unusual. He's getting ready to get delivered with the jawbone of an ass. Because the weapons of our warfare are not uh, carnal, but they are they are might through God. Watch this now. Watch this now. God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Hallelujah. God uses the base things of the world. Glory to God. The things that are not to confound the things that are. God will use unusual weapons. He doesn't always, like I'm telling you, he doesn't always come like you think he's going to come. God's getting ready to deliver you right now. He's going to deliver you through something that you never thought you need deliverance. He's going to deliver you right now in the name of Jesus. He's going to deliver you, hallelujah, through an enemy. He may deliver you in the through in something in your house. It may be an old instrument that you haven't played in a while. Get that thing out. But God perhaps will start blessing you to teach other kids and teach other people that instrument. He, you never know how God is going to deliver you. Watch, let's look, look what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I want to read you something real quick. Because you don't, you don't realize how special you are. And you don't realize how much God wants to use you. And the reason why you don't realize how special you are is because you've been looking at other men. You've been looking at other men and what they drive. You've been looking at where they live. You've been looking at their wives and their children. And you're looking at yourself saying, I don't drive that kind of car. I don't have that kind of education. I don't stay in that kind of neighborhood. That's no way God can deliver me. The devil is a lie and a sister too. Listen, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, let me tell you what God's going to do for you. Look, look, the Bible says something very interesting. First Corinthians chapter 1. I'm going to read this at verse 26. And then I'm going to go back to Judges in a minute. I'm going to read you something real quick. He says, for you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise men, not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. G listen, there's not many people who are wise according to the flesh. And when he says called, and he, he's not talking about being uh, 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 saved because you, you can be anybody and be saved. 
He's talking about when the people who have been anointed do awesome and great and, and powerful things for God, like Samson. He says, not many wise men, according to, to, according to the flesh, I mean wise, according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Watch this. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Don't miss this now. Here's where, here's where you come in. Here's where I come in. He said, but God have chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. What is the foolish things? Well, it was foolish for Samson to grab a jawbone of an ass to defeat an army of men. <laughs> It's foolish, isn't it? It's foolish for God to use this man to accomplish that goal. It's foolish for God to use a weak man to accomplish a broke man, a man that didn't come from a background. His family wasn't rich. He didn't come. He didn't come from a family of preachers and deacons. He didn't come from a, 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 a background that you would think that he would accomplish these greater things. But God loves to use those type people to confound the wise. What else what what the Bible says? God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things, the base things mean the insignificant things. The black sheeps of families, the base things of the world, and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. That no flesh of glory in his presence. The reason why God does these type things is because God knows that if I use this type man, then he will give me all the glory and he won't be arrogant and prideful and puffed up. If you ever catch somebody, a man of God, uh, uh, supposedly, that's arrogant, prideful, puffed up, thinking that he is all about him, all that man got in his life is perhaps money and a whole lot of members. But if you want real power, don't go over there. Because God can't put that real power on him because he will think it was about him and not about God. What I'm talking about real power, I'm talking about when you come in with blinded eyes. When you come in with limbs, rebu shaka missing. When you come back with depression all on your life. When you come back, when you come to his presence with suicidal thoughts and don't even know it. And somehow you need a real anointing, a real powerful man of God. That's when he has an anointing on his life to, to deliver you from these things. Hallelujah. But yet these men can't have that tight power over their lives because they are too arrogant. But for God, well, let me prove it to you. The Bible says that God resists the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. So when you come up towards a humble man of God, a man that has been through a whole lot of mess in his life, in his personal life, and who may be weak and, and frail and, and understand that it's not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord, that man, God can move in. Because that man will give God all the glory, all the honor. That's due to his name. Let me show you something. Let me keep reading this thing. Let's go back to Judges chapter 15. Now, of course, some may not believe me, but that's cool. But uh, Judges chapter 15 and around verse 15, look what, it, look what it said. And he found a new jawbone of an ass. And he put forth his hand and took it and slew a thousand men that with Samson killed a thousand men. With just the jawbone of an ass. You don't need no impressive weapons to defeat the enemy. You're not going to need any impressive weapons to get to your goal. You're not going to need any impressive weapons to impress anybody. You don't need an impressive weapon. You, you may have nothing but a little church. 
will praise and bless God in that little church. You may have nothing but a little money right now. Well, praise and bless God and sow some seeds with a little bit of money. You may just have a little something, something right now. But a little as a righteous man have, God, when God put his hands on it, little becomes much when God put his hands on it. A bone of an ass. Listen, that is, that is nothing but God. Watch what else happened. And Samson said, with the jawbone of my ass, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of an ass, I have slain a thousand men just with the jawbone of an ass. God is getting ready to bring you out with the jawbone of an ass. What's your jawbone? Your jawbone may be in your email right now. Your jawbone may be in a rebu shakarabaha, in a friend. It may be an enemy. It may be some in, involved in something that you never thought that you would ever use to come out of a situation. Some of you, even now in the name of Jesus, you, you, you've written a book. Yes, you have. You've you probably written a book. You've probably written some poetry. You've probably done some things and you think, oh, this ain't significant. This ain't going on about nothing. This can't help nobody. No, what you, that book that you've written. Hallelujah. You, some of you right now have written some songs, but you, you figure what well, nobody's going to listen to the song and nobody's going to, in the name of Jesus, hear me because of who I am. And I, I might as well just put this to the side. No, get that song out. Get that song of praise out. Some of you, it, it may not even be a church song. It may be a worldly song. Sell that song so you can have some seed to sow to somebody. Some of you right now in the name of Jesus, you're ashamed. Some of you right now, I feel in the spirit. Some of you right now are designers. Some of you right now have designed dresses. You have designed dresses. You have to have some um, some choreography that you want to get out there. You got some dresses that you don't did. Some, you're making clothes. You make clothes. And you uh, put it to the side because you feel like nobody's going to want to wear this. Nobody's going to get that thing out. Some of you right now, in the name of you, you were going to school to be a pastor. You was going to school, and some clown told you that God would need more pastors. The devil is a lie. Yeah, he do. Keep going to school. Keep passing. Keep preaching. Some of you right now, you got a prayer ministry, but you figure nobody wants to get prayed for by me. The devil is a lie because you're looking at yourself as an insignificant thing. And what it is, is you compare yourself to other men. And you're saying to yourself, well, people want to hear from this man, not from me. The devil is a lie. People need to hear from you too. Some of you right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, hallelujah, you're a mechanic. And you're figuring, well, I don't have no, I don't, listen, if you're a mechanic, go and bless somebody right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I ain't even saying this. Some of you right now who is fixing on somebody else's car right now, you're getting ready to get a blessed with your new car that you're not going to have to pay for. Simply because you've been sowing seeds and fixing people's cars for cheap. And, and God wants to bless you with your own garage. He wants to bless you. He wants to give you some things. He wants you to do some things for the people of God. He wants you to fix somebody's stuff right now. Some of you right now in the booth. And I also hear the Lord saying this. Stop trying to do something just to get something. When you stop doing things just to get, then you'll start getting everything. See, it's better to give and receive. The problem is men have preached to us. 
they'll always try to give something to get something. That's why you got folks running around saying, sow the seed, um, glory to God, and I'll bless you. Or sow the seed and God, sow a seed of a hundred and a thousand dollars and watch God give you ten million dollars and all that foolishness. You ain't always gotta gotta try to give somebody something to get something. Start doing things just out of because just because you you love people, you love the ministry, and you love, and you want to be kind and all that stuff. Stop looking for something in return all the time. Listen, glory to God. Every man in the Bible that blessed somebody that wasn't looking for a handout. You didn't see John the Baptist going around prophesying, saying, "Listen, give me a thousand dollars, and I'll tell you about Jesus." You didn't see all these guys going around. Oftentimes, a lot of times, some of these prophets even turned down promotions. Some of them even turned down money. Rebusha. But it's, it's, it's a shame when somebody keeps showing up and all they want is for you can for they can even say something and tell you something. They gotta receive some money first. Hallelujah. God wants to bless you. The same way he blessed Samson. The same way. The same way he used Samson. The same way. Glory to God. And the Lord saying this, and I'm done with you for right now. Some of you need to write a book of Psalms. The book of Psalms is nothing but a book of praises and hymns and, and poetry to God. Some of you right now can do that. And you can do it in Jesus' name. And don't let nobody fool you. God wants to hear what you have to say. The people need to hear what you have to say. You feel like you're an, an insignificant thing. You be feeling like you're a, a base thing. You be feeling like you're a foolish thing. You be feel, that's good. That's a good feeling because guess what? Even though you may be that, but you're in a perfect position to be used by God. Go to God. Let me pray with you. Father, we thank you right now for the word. We thank you right now, Father God, for all that you've done. We thank you right now because you are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Nisi. You are Jehovah Salome. You are the Prince of Peace. You are an everlasting Father. You are worthy to be praised. Father, in the name of Jesus, you have chosen, chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. You have chosen us and you have blessed us. And I'm reminded, Father God, how you blessed Abraham. I'm reminded how you blessed Isaac and Jacob. Just no respecter of persons with you. So you're going to bless us too. We thank you right now. In Jesus' name. If it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. God bless you and keep you.